Today we're talking about hope. That can be a heavy word, especially when you've had a brain injury. My guest today, Christabel Breeden, discusses why hope has been her rallying cry of her podcast. And she also shares an awesome song that she's singing about regarding hope and her personal journey of brain injury. Christabel Braden is an award-winning singer, songwriter, speaker, writer, podcast host, and advocate for brain injury. She suffered many concussions and shares about various parts of her journey in this discussion with me. Specifically, she shares on how potential abuse can happen in difficult relationships and how to get help with that, how to reach out. I also link a number of resources here in the show notes for the domestic violence hotline as well as suicide prevention. So certainly if you need a resource, please see those show notes. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this, to hear her new song that's coming out really soon, which is about hope. And as she says, you just need a little bit. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the TBI Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Blanchett, where we explore the heart of brain injury. Hi, Christabel. Welcome to the TBI Therapist Podcast. Hi, Dr. Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I was really excited to have you today. And so I was going to kick it off by asking my first question, which is, what is one thing after brain injury that people often misunderstand? I have two answers to this question. The one side is what people who don't have a brain injury misunderstand about brain injury survivors. And then the other side is what us as survivors misunderstand about ourselves. So first I'm gonna say, what I think is the most misunderstood is how you can be different every day. So you can have a good day and, you know, I say good, you know, depending on your symptoms, but just because a survivor has a day that they maybe got dishes and laundry done, does not mean that that can be consistent every day. And so sometimes people from the outside looking in, not only because it's invisible, but also because a survivor's energy levels can really vary through recovery and, and day to day, it looks different. So I've noticed people might see and think, oh, she's doing so well. They might see me on a concert or in an interview and think, you know, oh, she doesn't have any problems, but they don't necessarily see that what that cost me and mm. that it cost me a lot of energy and having to rest and getting home and crashing. And so I think a big thing that's misunderstood is cognitive energy levels and symptoms, how they vary. Um, yeah. Yeah. I often, it's, it's funny you shared that because I see your posts and sometimes how much media you've been doing lately, you know, with all the things that you've been into. And I wonder, I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks, seems like a lot to manage. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, it is because it's out, it's the outside looking in, right? So yeah. I started my Hope After Henry page 10 years ago, 2012. 
And so I didn't start out posting all the time and having, you know, so many different things. It it took a long time to grow to that. And when it comes to an, an interview or being on TV or media or whatever, I mean, that's 15 minutes. It's not my whole day, but Try. it gets blasted all over the internet. So it, it is like something, you know, you, you don't see on the outside. But I did want to go back and answer your question. So yeah. the thing that is misunderstood that I think survivors misunderstand about themselves, speaking from experience, it is really hard to separate your view of yourself and your identity of how you think of yourself from the brain injury, especially when it becomes a chronic condition. So something I've been working through a lot is realizing that my view of myself and my self-worth had been very limited by, I constantly every day was thinking about my struggles. Mm. And I constantly have been thinking about the things that are wrong with me kind of because you have to survival mode and for so many years every day was just about staying above water and managing the headache managing the symptoms getting through the day and it takes a toll on you the longer that goes because when you first get the injury you kind of think it's going to be temporary And then it stays. For those who have PCS or a more serious brain injury, they don't bounce back. And for me, my first TBI was in 2007. And it's been 14 years. And I've had multiple re-injuries with the most recent brain injury being December 2019. So I'm just a little over two years out from my most recent concussion. But the reason I got more concussions is because of the first brain injury because of my balance and vestibular system. So I've had a lot of falls. Yeah. And that's led to more injuries. And so I think it's misunderstood. We misunderstand ourselves because we view ourselves from a limited viewpoint of I'm broken. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with me. And in a sense, you know, there's this double-sided thing because on the one hand like yeah I do need to acknowledge my symptoms and struggles and not be in denial about it but on the other hand if I'm focusing so much on what's wrong I'm losing sight of things I enjoy my the love in my life the joy in my life and who I really am is not defined by my brain injury You know, I'm more than the injury. And so I think for each survivor, there is this temptation or this um, tendency to define yourself by your injury. And I just want to encourage everyone out there that you are more than that and that there's hope. There is hope for improvement. And even if you have chronic symptoms, it doesn't have to be the same as it has been. Sometimes, you know, Switching into a mindset of hope can even help us to, you could have the same day of symptoms, but approach it differently. So I think it's been a a journey of self-awareness in that regard. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. I'm just sitting in that for a second. (laughs) 
you know, how hope can, as just this construct or this, this thing that we can lean into can really change our mindset, can not necessarily change symptoms or circumstances, but essentially change our perception of what we're going through. And that's powerful. Yeah. And that's why I call my podcast Hope Survives because, you know, hope, it's it's more than just this abstract concept of, you know, trying to have hope on something like, to me, hope is very real and tangible and visceral. It's something that helps me to get through each day and, and practicing hope can come in, you know, something simple as drinking enough water to hydrate my brain and, and brain healthy nutrition and habits it's very empowering and to me that's living from a place of hope and knowing that there is more than than this day and my faith has is a huge part of my journey and understanding that God has a plan even even with the brain injury that there's a reason I'm here and if I'm so focused on everything that's that's wrong I might be missing things that are actually right. That's so good. I kind of want to go back to something you said about the self-worth, like your view of yourself and your self-worth can be defined by the brain injury and, you know, sessions and sessions after sessions with folks where it's so hard to get out of that mindset of this is, this is the way it's always going to be forever this is who I am now, or they're grieving what they lost, which I, you know, I don't personally get, but I've sat with that pain with folks and I can understand how it can be hard to access the thing you're talking about. And I'm wondering how you made that pivot. Time journey (laughs) and also intentionality. Um, It's a process. So it's been years that I've been living with the brain injury. And there was a time, probably like the first 10 years actually, that I really did think that I was never going to be more than my brain injury. And that, you know, I wouldn't say that, but I'm like, this is just who I am now. I have symptoms and and this is just what what it's going to be. And for me, it's been double-sided, not double-sided, but there's been multiple reasons that have helped me. One of them is the new concussion research that's been coming out and the new brain injury research. In 2019, I was diagnosed with dysautonomia. Now, I've had autonomic dysfunction since 2007, but no doctor found it. And I didn't have the answer and I didn't have the language for how I felt every day until 2019. And my heart rate and my blood pressure don't regulate correctly. For those who don't know, autonomic dysfunction is very common in brain injury. And it causes gastrointestinal problems because your rest and digest is off. I've had all these issues for over a decade. And I've talked to my doctors about them and they're like, yeah, that can happen with a brain injury. But nobody ever gave me a root cause or an understanding as to why. Been to dozens and dozens and dozens of doctors and I've I've shared the symptoms, but it wasn't until 2019 that I actually knew and functional neurology has been a huge blessing in my life. 
and having realizing that I don't have to live like this. I've had vestibular therapy and vision help and realizing that, you know what, this is treatable (laughs) because I spent so many years thinking it wasn't and I just had to Mm -hmm. live like this forever. Now, I will say that because of the severity of my injuries and because I've had so many, I probably will have brain injury symptoms the rest of my life. I probably will always be susceptible to concussions, and I know that I haven't had my last concussion (laughs) because it's a lot easier for my brain to get injured. So knowing that, I do know that, yes, I probably will have more issues in the future. However, the longer time that passes, the more tools I have. And so I always want to encourage people, no matter how far out you've been on your injury, get a second opinion, third opinion. 10th opinion. Go to other doctors and specialists. Functional medicine has been a huge blessing in learning root causes. I'm currently meeting with a nutritionist that we're doing hormone tests. We're figuring things out and figuring out what um, some of the things that might be off balance for my blood work. And these are like root things that I didn't know. So there's a lot of empowerment in the new concussion research and brain injury research that's been coming out. So I I think that's been part of it is just knowing because for the first time I went to an intensive week at the Functional Neurology Center with Dr. Schmo in 2019. And after that, it was the first time I walked without looking at my feet. <laughs> and it doesn't <laughs> seem like a big deal, but I yeah. I could actually walk around with my head up. And and your posture, walking with your head up, it changes the way that you approach your life. And so I did, unfortunately, have another concussion after that, and it caused some more issues. But it's helped me to know that there is tangible hope. Now, the other side is the mental health. So, you know, there's the physical health, finding hope in that, and that's empowered me. But also realizing that despite my symptoms and struggles, I still have value as a human. Mm. And my worth is not based on what has happened to me. My worth is not based on what I can do or my job or my lack of job. That has nothing to do with my worth and who I am, that who I am as a human is valuable because God made me that way. And and it has nothing to do with anything else besides that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love... I love that that thought of worthiness that I don't have to do anything f- to be worthy or to have value. You can get that from a religious or faith background. I personally, you know, would agree with that. And also there's been, you know, really a lot more discussion about worthiness in in just general psychological research. So Bernay Brown has talking has talked a lot about that that sense of worth and acceptance that we can have of ourselves. So that I think is really key for folks to hear after a brain injury, because I think it's just inherent in that you will question your sense of self. If you've had symptoms for so long, it will start to weigh on your identity. And that's normal. I think just to normalize that, that it's normal and that figuring out who you are is part of the process, the, the new self, um, I don't like to say new normal because I think people <laughs> people want to throttle me when I say new normal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but your new self, I literally like to think of we're not the same person we were 
10 years ago with or without a brain injury. So I wouldn't want to be that person because I've gained skills. Things have happened in my life. I've had children, yada, yada. So even without a brain injury, we're not the same person we were 10 years ago. So just to take that knowledge, like we always want to be progressing and evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. And I think recently I've understood that better. I think years ago when somebody said, well, everyone changes as they grow, you know, like it, you know, at first, like it made me feel like, but a brain injury is different. Like that it felt like it was almost discounting, like the level of change that came from the brain injury. But now I actually embrace that because I've realized everybody has something in life. And my thing happens to be brain injury. And if you're listening, like you might have had a brain injury struggle, but everybody has some sort of major problem in their life. Every person, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, you know, like unless somebody lived a super charmed life, then maybe their problem is, you know, their pride or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a weird tangent. But oh, I just fine. mean, I don't want to overgeneralize it, but I, but I do believe we all have struggles and things that we've gone through in our life. And, you know, I, I also want to encourage people with brain injuries that like, I, I want to acknowledge like you're, you're multidimensional and you, the things you've gone through could also be multidimensional. Like you, we were talking about struggles with self-worth. And for me, a lot of that came from the brain injury, but it was exacerbated and brought to a head by being in an abusive relationship. So a little over like around four years ago, I was in a I I was in an abusive relationship and I don't know how I got there. I mean, I kind of it I don't want to go into the whole story, but I will say it was like a narcissistic abusive relationship where this guy was constantly putting me down, constantly telling me I wasn't worth anything, constantly hurting me and gaslighting me and making me question my reality. And for somebody who already has a brain injury, and I had like just gotten another concussion, like not too long before I met him too. So I was already having symptoms and struggles. So like, I didn't trust myself because Mm -hmm. of my injury. I didn't trust myself. I thought, you know, I knew I had memory loss. I knew I was confused. So I placed my trust in this romantic relationship into somebody who didn't deserve my trust and somebody who mishandled and misused my trust. And so because of my brain injury, I did not trust my gut when, uh, you know, and, and this is a whole other conversation about social nuances and how it's harder to pick up on them when you have injuries, you know, you don't understand sarcasm as well, or you might not understand subtext. Uh, I know I have a harder time understanding like what's beneath the surface of someone's words and um, facial expressions or body language. I have a harder time interpreting that. I often take words at face value. And so this guy was lying to me and using me and manipulating me. And I just assumed he was telling me the truth And when I did think it was wrong, I questioned myself and I said I deferred to him. And Mm -hmm. so I ended up in a situation that was hurting me in in so many ways. And by God's grace, I got out of that. Uh, I haven't had I've been no contact for years now and I've been healing and, you know, but it really I I had severe depression after that. Um, I 
had a lot of PTSD and I've been going to therapy to help from from some of the abuse that, you know, wasn't all verbal. And I don't really want to go into some of the physical abuse. But when, you know, I, I think anybody who's listening to this, you might have had a similar situation or other things you've gone through outside of the brain injury that have caused you to question and doubt yourself. And I just want to give you a big virtual hug and let you know that I know what that feels like. And I know what it feels like to lose hope and to feel like you lost yourself. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that is going to be really helpful for people to hear that might be going through something like that. And I show, so appreciate your courage to speak about this on the podcast so that people can also hear that if they're in a similar type relationship that they might be questioning themselves and wondering, oh, did I remember that correctly? Or maybe I didn't mm -hmm. do that right. Maybe they are right in because they're questioning their brain injury symptoms. Exactly. But they're feeling like something is off in the relationship and just not mm -hmm. knowing how to to really speak up and advocate for themselves. And I've definitely seen that. And it's it's heart wrenching for me to watch as the as a therapist when I was in that situation, but just as a human that that they were taken advantage of, and you're you are you can be more vulnerable, and so yeah, and like you said, like we question our cognitive abilities, but we all have some sort of gut instinct, you know. And with a brain injury, it can be off, <laughs> and it might you know we might not have the same. Um, understanding to know, but to, to be able to read situations the same way. But if you're in a relationship and you feel like something might be wrong, it probably is. Um, yeah. And I would highly recommend, you know, depending on, of course, you can't generalize, but bringing in a professional, a therapist to talk to about it, getting an outside opinion, or like a trusted family member or caregiver, like my mom helped me to see a lot of the problems in this relationship. And at first I rejected her and I pushed my parents away because I thought they just didn't like him and that I, you know, they were wrong and they just didn't want me to be with him and they were being controlling. But yeah. the opposite was true. He was being controlling and it took me a long time to accept their help. And once I did, it really helped me to see the truth of what was going on and so but it did it, it affected my self-worth I didn't sing for months I mm. lost my entire sense of self like I thought I was never going to go back to singing I thought I would never go back to anything I loved I thought I didn't deserve to be happy I thought that my I messed up my life and that everything he said about me was true and I was afraid to leave him because he threatened violence and so oh, it so took sorry. a lot of courage not just courage but it took a lot of prayer and I was so I lived in fear for so mm -hmm. long after I broke it off with him because I kept thinking he was going to come after me yeah. and I just was every day in constant fear and time has passed and thankfully I'm I'm okay now and I got some help but you know sometimes that fear we have to cross that barrier of that anxiety and fear that says, you know, I, I have to stay or I'm trapped in this. And with a brain injury, it's even harder. So, but 
kind of to, to bring it back around in full circle, I just, I want to encourage you that there is hope. Like I am in a completely different place now and it's by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to feel hopeless. I know what it's like to be pushed down so far that you think you're not worth anything. Whether by myself, in my own head, after my brain injury, I was bullied in school after my brain injury, so through bullies in grade school, and in an abusive relationship, really being physically pushed down and, and emotionally and spiritually violated in, and just, um, you know, wrecked. And I literally thought I, I had no value to the world and I wasn't worth anything. And I thought the world would be better off without me. Um, mm. I, I had t- a season where I thought that it would be better if I wasn't here and I was wrong. And if you felt that way, I want to say you have value. There is hope and there is a brighter future ahead of you, but you have to hold on. And sometimes it means pushing through that uncomfortable, anxious feeling to talk to your therapist or to talk to your mom or your sibling Mm -hmm. or somebody you trust. You know, because I used to think anxiety meant something was wrong, but sometimes it means that, you know, you have to be willing to feel anxious to say what you are afraid to say to have the relief that comes after that. And so having those uncomfortable conversations and being open with how you really feel deep down will help you to work through it and to find that hope. And there is hope and and there is there is a future for you and God has a plan for your life. I, I really believe that. And I just hope that this is some encouragement to you to keep holding on and to know that you have something that only you have to offer the world. And there's a reason that you're here. So hold on and, and know that you're more than your injury and you're more than your circumstances and you're more than what other people may have said to you. You have beautiful, beautiful value and so much to offer the world. Mm, Beautiful words, beautiful words. Yeah. And I'm thinking part of that. So I liked your discussion of that anxiety that can build up because I do believe, you know, a lot of people think I can't have any anxiety when anxiety is healthy. If I always tell people this story, I have have a doctoral degree and I wouldn't have gotten that doctoral degree without anxiety because there was some pressure in me to do my work. So, and that's a simple situation to think of how anxiety is helpful in our lives, but it's also helpful for driving and there's a car that comes in front of them or we're in in a threatening situation like you were in and we need to act. And I think it also, we get some, our anxiety raises a little bit when our truth is trying to come up and is trying to speak to us and say, this isn't right. Something's not right here. And I'm wondering how that voice was able to kind of come out of you and, and whether that be through a relationship or therapist or friend, how that started to shift. Songwriting actually helped me a lot. (laughs) Okay. I, I wrote, I, I, I started writing songs again and it helped me to work through a lot of these problems because when I'm sitting and singing with my guitar or, you know, singing to the Lord, like through music, through art, through creativity, I'm able to express it in a safe way that I don't have to share the song if I don't want to. 
Um, but it gave me the ability to express my feelings in a way that wasn't just words, in a mm -hmm. way that was was creative and, and in a way that I couldn't maybe speak. Um, and so writing music, my last album, Declaration, it re released in 2020. Um, I have a couple songs on there that were written like healing from the abuse and, and rediscovering myself. And it's called Declaration because each track is some sort of declaration of truth or of, um, you know, the songs that are on it are like not giving up and dare to hope again, like choosing hope after you've lost it. Um, I have a song called My Story Now, which is taking your story back, taking your power back and just like declaring that hey this this was wrong and i do have worth and and making active choices to do that and so yeah songwriting creativity helped me a lot but also being willing to talk about it to my mom or or to i have a really close friend she has helped me to work through these things and when you first like open up and like talk to someone about something it it does feel anxious and does feel scary and I used to run from those feelings but I've realized that sometimes it takes feeling uncomfortable to experience healing yeah mm. well I think this might be a good segue into talking about your song that is going to come out Yes. So I, by the time this podcast releases, if all goes to plan, my song Hope Survives will be come out with a brand new version. And this was a song I wrote about living with brain injury. Um, it released a couple years back on an album and the original version of it is like a piano, kind of a ballad. And we completely reworked it in Nashville. And now it's like an upbeat, <laughs> hopeful feeling song. It's completely yes. different. It's in a new key. Um, <laughs> it's got like background singers to kind of bring it out. And um, yeah, so the new version of Hope Survives will be out at this time. And I'm really excited. I could actually sing you guys a little bit of it if you want. Of course. I do have my guitar here. So... Uh, it's about how, you know, I know what it's like to feel hopeless. I'm just going to sing the first verse and chorus for you. The day is over. You start to crash. Exhaustion hits, but you can't relax. On the outside, you look fine but each day you're fighting to get by isn't it crazy how nothing's the same in just one moment everything changed with a little hope you can make it through today with a little faith Someday you'll get through the pain Just a little love is enough to light the way Through your darkest night Hope survives Hope survives Yeah, yes. <laughs> so that's just the beginning of it But, uh, of course, it. it's 
just me solo with my guitar here on my podcast mic. But if you want to hear more, you can check it out. It should be available on all streaming services. And I will say the plan right now is to have it released um, at the end of March. But if this podcast airs and it's not out uh yet because of some sort of technical difficulty it'll be coming out like this week so just sweet check out my social media for that for that uh update (laughs) that's so exciting thanks for sharing that with us yeah thank you for asking wonderful wonderful so i'm wondering if you can tell folks maybe because we talked a little bit about and the song also is really like getting through that dark night and how they can get through that dark night that can be many years often in concussion recovery. So it takes strength and fortitude. And I think just from the very, almost like the gut of your being to find that strength to get through. Mm-hmm. So yeah. any takeaways and, and, for folks? You say, yeah, you say getting through that that dark night. And I think the, in the song, the key is, it says with a little hope, you can make it through. With a little faith, Someday you'll get through the pain. Just a little love is enough to light the way through your darkest night. And sometimes I think we get hung up on the measure of our faith or the amount. But, you know, as I said, I'm a Christian and and Jesus says faith is small as a mustard seed, right? So that's really, really tiny. And sometimes I think we get so caught up of feeling like we don't have enough faith or enough hope or enough. And I just want to encourage you that you just need a tiny spark. If there's like just this tiny, tiny thing inside of you that says, I want change or, you know, I I want to see the light. Even if you don't see the light yet, if there's something inside of you that wants to see the light, that's your spark and that's your hope. And that's where you hold on to and move forward and listen to podcasts like TBI therapist or listen to music or, you know, find something that lifts your spirit when you're having a hard time and don't sit in the darkness by yourself. That to me, that's what I did when I was in my worst state of mental health and depression. I sat in the darkness by myself and I watched Netflix, which is the worst thing you can do because (laughs) watching TV shows, it might be an escape, but you're just watching people have all these problems. And so, you know, it, it might give you an escape from your own reality, but it doesn't do anything to bring healing and it overstimulates your brain. So sitting in the dark and watching Netflix is not a good plan from experience. But if you're having that struggle in the dark, like putting on something that will encourage you, even if you don't really feel like it, once you start listening to a podcast or an album of music that lifts you up, or um, I, I put all, pull up sermons on YouTube all the time, or audio Bible I'll put on, you know, something that I, that helps me to uplift my spirit and uplift my faith Sometimes we need a little help. Call a friend, you know, say, hey, I'm having a hard day today. Could you just pop on FaceTime with me for five, 10 minutes? I really could use some encouragement. It takes courage to reach out and ask for help and realizing you don't have to do it by yourself and that you're not alone. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're closing up, I usually ask people a fun question at the end. What is your favorite holiday food and who or what does it remind you of? Wow, that's a good question. Oh, goodness. Take your time. Yeah, there's a um, 
a memory struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to like memory <laughs> recall, really oh, think about time. it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I will say I holiday food. I don't know if this is like my best answer of all time, but I will say like <laughs> I re- I really like my mom's potatoes. She makes like over Christmas or East or Christmas and um Thanksgiving she'll make like sweet potatoes and then she'll also make mashed potatoes like we have both kinds because yeah. we like them and but whenever she makes mashed potatoes she calls them smashed potatoes and she doesn't mash them all the way and she leaves the skins on and oh. i really like them like that because they're like a little bit they're chunky and they have the skin on them and they're, they're really good and so yeah so like i guess i would just say that is a good holiday food that my mom makes so of course it reminds me of her <laughs> i'm definitely a sweet potato person like we do mm-hmm. like it's i'm from the south so it's sweet potatoes with like currants or raisins and like yeah then like a praline topping with sugar more sugar <laughs> yes <laughs> so um i just love this question because everybody i i think food is comfort a lot of times and then it, it lets people get a little window into you know who you are too yeah. So well, I guess my other I don't think my birthday is a holiday, but my other not? thing is <laughs> I guess so. Um my birthday, so uh my favorite birthday dessert is German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was always my dad's favorite as a kid and he would always have it on his birthday, so I started to really love it and so every year we always have German chocolate cake on my birthday. And that reminds me of my dad because that was always my dad's favorite. So I guess that's my other answer. <laughs> yes, I like that. I love my mom makes a wonderful German chocolate cake. There was actually a, a little debacle this year with the German chocolate cake where my brother <laughs> stole it from the gathering, a recent gathering. Oh, he no. likes to pull capers with cakes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my last question is just, what is one thing that you would tell a survivor in closing? Anything you want. There's so many things I would love to tell a survivor, but I think in light of this conversation, I just, I would look you in the eyes or in your virtual eyes and I would give you a virtual hug, just a big hug right now with my voice. And I just want you to know you're not alone. That if you've struggled with your self-worth or with feeling like you're not going to get through your brain injury, I just want to look at you and say, I've been there. I know what that feels like. You are not alone and you will make it through this. Wonderful words. Well, thank you so much, Christabel. I know we'll be in touch. Yes, thank you so much. And I'm so glad to have you on my podcast too. So we'll have to share the information about that as well. We will. And happy birthday in the future because this will air on your birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'll be eating German chocolate cake that's gluten and dairy free. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) 
Thank you for joining us today on the TBI Therapist Podcast. Please visit tbitherapist.com for more information on brain injury, concussion, and mental health. The information shared on today's podcast is intended to provide information, awareness, and discussion on the topic. It is not clinical or medical advice. If you need mental health or medical advice, please seek a professional. 